Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gora Bhakta Vinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Jaya Jaya Prabhupada 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 Jaya Prabhupada Jaya Jaya Prabhupada Prabhupada Prabhu Pad Jaya Prabhu Pad Jam Vishupad Pramhamsa Parijakacharya Astotara Sata Sri Sri Mat Abhay Chanar Vinda Bhaktivedanta Sami Sri Prabhupad Ki Jam Vishupad Pramhamsa Parijakacharya Astotara Sata Sri Sri Mat Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Sri Prabhupad Ki Jai Granthraj Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Okay, so we are reading from 7th Canto, 7th chapter, titled, What Prahlad Learned in the Womb. And um, <clears throat> there's a series of instructions that Prahlad Maharaj is giving or teaching to his fellow classmates. And we are reading the verses 19 and 20. Atma Nityo Abhyaya Shuddha Ekakshetragya Ashraya Avikriya Svadrik Hetur Vyapako Asangya Navrita 
आत्मनो लक्षणे परे अहम ममेति असद्भावम देहादो मोहजम त्यजत आत्मनित्यो अव्यय शुद्धा एकाक्षेत्रज्ञ आश्रया अविक्रिया स्वद्रिग्हेतुर व्यापको असंग्यनाह्वृता हेतेर्द्वादशबीरविद्वान् आत्मनो लक्षणे परे अहममेत्यसद्भावम् देहादो मोहजम्त्यजेत् The spirit soul, the part of the supreme personality of Godhead, nitya, without birth or death, avyaya, with no possibility of dwindling, shuddha, without the material contamination of attachment and detachment, ekaha individual, kshetragya, who knows 
and is therefore different from the material body. Ashraya, the original foundation. Avikriya, not undergoing changes like the body. Swadrik, self-illuminated. Hetu, the cause of all causes. Vyapaka, spreading throughout the body in the form of consciousness. Asangi, not depending on the body. Free to transmigrate from one body to another. Anavrita, not covered by material contamination. Ete, by all these. Dvadashabhi, 12. Vidwan, a person who is not foolish, but fully aware of things as they are. Atmana, of the spirit soul. Lakshane, symptoms. Pare, transcendental. Aham, I, I am this body. Mama, mind. Everything in relationship with this body is mine. Iti, thus, asad bhavam, a false conception of life. Deha ado, identifying oneself with the material body and then with the and then with one's wife, children, family, community, nation, and so on. Mohajam, produced from illusory knowledge. Tejet, must give up. The translation purport by Sri Um <clears throat> So just to give you a gist of the translation, we are talking about the 12 characteristics of the spirit soul and the super soul <clears throat> and the effect of knowing this. So Atma, refers to the Supreme Lord or the living entities. Both of them are spiritual, free from birth and death, free from deterioration. So these are all the qualities here. Free from deterioration and free from material contamination. They are individual, they are the knowers of the external body, and they are the foundation or shelter of everything. They are free from material change. They are self-illuminated, they are the cause of all causes, and they are all pervading. They have nothing to do with the material body, and therefore they are always uncovered. With <clears throat> these transcendental qualities, one who is actually learned must give up the illusory conception of life, in which one thinks, I am this material body, and everything in relationship with the body is mine. In the Bhagavad Gita 15.7, Lord Krishna clearly says, All the living entities are part of me. Therefore, the living entities are qualitatively the same as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the leader, the Supreme among all living entities. In the Vedas it is said, Nityo Nityanam Chetanash Chetananam. The Lord is the chief individual living entity, the leader of the subordinate living entities. <clears throat> because uh, the living entities are parts of or samples of God, their qualities are not different from those of the Supreme Lord. The living entities have the same qualities as the Lord, just as a drop of sea water is composed of the same chemicals as the great sea itself. Thus, there is oneness in quality, but a difference in quantity. One can understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead by understanding the sample, the living entity, because all the qualities of God exist in a minute quantity in the living entities. There is oneness 
but God is great, whereas the living entities are extremely small. Anor Aniyan Mahato Mahiyan Kata Upanishad 1 to 20. The living entities are smaller than the atom, but God is greater than the greatest. Our conception of greatness may be represented by the sky because we think of the sky as being unlimitedly big. But God is bigger than the sky. Similarly, we have knowledge <coughs> that the living entities are smaller than the atoms, being one ten thousandth the size of the tip of a hair. Yet the quality of being the supreme cause of all causes exists in the living entity as well as in the supreme personality of Godhead. Indeed, it is due to the presence of the living entity that the body exists and bodily changes take place. Similarly, it is because the Supreme Lord is within the universe that the changes dictated by the material laws occur. <coughs> the word ekaha, meaning individual, is significant, as explained in Bhagavad Gita. Matsthani sarvabhutani najaham teshu avasthita. Everything material and spiritual, including earth, water, air, fire, sky, and the living entities, exists on the platform of spirit soul. Although everything is an emanation from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one should not think that the Supreme Lord is dependent upon anything else. Both God and the living entity are fully conscious. As living entities, we are conscious of our bodily existence, Similarly, the Lord is conscious of the gigantic cosmic manifestation. This is confirmed in the Vedas. Yasmin Dyo Prithivi Chantariksham Vigyataram Adikena Vigyaniyat Ekam Evadvitiyam Atmajyoti Samrad Ihovacha Sa Iman Lokan Asrijata Satyam Gyanam Anantam Asango hi ahayam purusha, purnasya purnam adaya, purnam eva vashishyate. All these Vedic injunctions prove that both the Supreme Personality of Godhead and the minute soul are individual. One is great and the other is small, but both of them are the cause of all causes, the, co the corporally limited and the universally un unlimited. We should always remember that although we are equal to the Supreme Personality of Godhead in quality, we are never equal to Him in quantity. Persons with a small fund of intelligence finding themselves equal in quality with God foolishly think that they are equal in quantity also. Their intelligence is called Avishuddha Buddhaya, unpolished or contaminated intelligence. When such persons, after endeavoring hard for many, many lives to understand the Supreme Cause, are finally in actual knowledge of Krishna, Vasudev, they surrender unto Him. Vasudeva Sarvam Iti Samahatma Sudurlabha. Thus, they become great Mahatmas, perfect souls. If one is fortunate enough to understand his relationship with God, knowing that God is great, Vibhu, whereas the living entity is small, Anu. He is in perfect knowledge. The individual exists in darkness when he thinks that he is the material body and that everything in relationship with the material body belongs to him. This is called Aham Mama, Chanasya Mohoyam Aham Mameti. This is illusion. One must give up his illusory conception and thus become fully aware of everything. Om Jnanati Mirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshur Anmilitam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Gora Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna. <coughs> so, the purport is where um, Prabhupada is emphasizing on the first part, which is Atma, which is um, in the Prabhupada translates. The Atma refers to the Supreme Lord or the living entities. It can refer to both, because both are spiritual by nature. But 
Prabhupada is giving a significant amount of the purport in describing how although the Supreme Lord and the individual living entities, we are all, both are spiritual, there is a difference. And the difference is in quantity, yeah? So we are qualitatively the same, but quantitatively different. And Prabhupada is giving the example of a drop of sea water in comparison to the sea or ocean. <clears throat> Same quality but different quantity. So, um, it's, um, and, 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 And yeah, Prabhupada is giving a lot of references from the Upanishad and, uh, and different other Vedic uh, texts in giving um, and explaining how we are different in the quantity. And so therefore we should never, so you know, sometimes um, impersonalists or Mayavadis, they refer to verses like these to say that, that yes, actually it says even in the Bhagavatam that the individual soul is perfect, is complete, is completely spiritual, and it's the same as the Lord. So yes, same as the Lord in, in terms of the quality, but not in terms of the quantity. And, uh, <clears throat> and the, another important aspect that's explained is the individuality of the soul and the super soul, and how that they both are different, that they're not one. And Prabhupada is quoting a lot of different Vedic um, texts in all the Sanskrit that's explained there and um, and how how it's explained very clearly like a lot of time Upanishads or Vedas can be quite vague or can be a little unclear and uh, and it might sound like you're talking about oneness so here all these verses are quoted to show that how they actually it's very clearly saying here that they're individual and that they're different and then we're going into these 12 qualities or the 12 characteristics of the soul, which are same for both. So, can we see what's the first quality? If you have the, if you have the word for word translation, you will be able to see. What's the first characteristics? Can anyone tell? <coughs> Nitya. Without birth or death. In the translation, Prabhupada says, free from birth and death. Yeah. Yep. What's the next one? Yeah, Abhyaya. With no possibility of dwindling. The third one? Shuddha. And attach, or attachment and detachment. The fourth is Ekaha, individual. Fifth is Kshetragya who knows and is therefore different from the material body, a knower of the external body. Ashraya, the original foundation, or Prabhupada translates in the, in the gifts in the translation, it says, foundation and shelter of everything. The seventh is avikriya, so not undergoing changes like the body, meaning the free from material change. Eighth is swadrik, self-illuminated, Hetu, the cause of all causes. Vyapaka, is spread throughout the body in the form of consciousness or all-pervading. Asangi, so not depending on the body. Anavrita, not covered by material contamination. <coughs> in the translation, Prabhupada says, nothing to do with material body and therefore always uncovered. So, these are the 12 characteristics, and uh, a lot of them we can see in the, in the second chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, where the section is explained about the characteristics of the soul, from verse 12 to 20, and some of them are explained, how the individual soul is nitya, is eternal, and how it's free from all the contaminations, all-pervading, <coughs> etc. And these are also the qualities of the Super soul. These are also the qualities of Krishna. And um, one who understands these 
12 qualities is one, one, one who understands that, that the soul is spiritual, that we, the selves, are spiritual. It says, vidwan. So, Ete means all these qualities. Dvadashabi, the 12 qualities, are vidwan. Vidwan means one who is learned, one who is intelligent, <coughs> or one who is fully aware of things. He's not saying a person who is not foolish, <laughs> but who is aware of things as they are. So he understands that actually I'm not this body. He said the body is temporary. The body is, uh, is very limited. Um, it has, um, body goes through all the six transformations, six changes, starting from birth, then grows, produces some of the byproducts, stays for some time, eventually dwindles and dies. So we can see ourselves in different stages of our life, <coughs> of where we are, and uh, how we are making a progress into the next and next and next stages in our life. Um, so body is in, in all, all terms is exactly opposite of the spirit soul. <coughs> but through knowledge and through understanding, we want to develop this. And so we were listening to this one lecture on our way, our way back from Crossways, and Prabhupada was explaining um, very strongly, actually. He was mentioning how um, human life is meant for this education. He said one should learn about this, one should learn about the qualities of the soul, one should understand how one is not this body, but one is spirit soul. He said, if you are not learning about this, if you are not spending your energy and your time in learning about this, he said, then you are a dog. <laughs> and so Prabhupada is very heavily explaining, you know, like, no, this is important because he said, and he was explaining how <clears throat> that actually animal, you know, animals don't inquire about um, what's beyond this body. And therefore they are constantly going for eating, sleeping, the recreation, their work, and life goes on, you know. There is, uh, there is nothing higher. There is no higher purpose, there is no higher activity for life. And one just goes on doing the same thing over and over, again and again and again. And so naturally the question was, you know, the people these days, they would ask, you know, I mean, what's the problem being a dog, you know? I mean, you know, like a lot of time people ask when we, when we mention this point, and many times people even mention to Prabhupada, when Prabhupada said that, you know, there's an animal life. And the person said, so what, you know? I'm dog, well, I guess I, I, guess I am dog, you know? <laughs> what's the problem there, you know? And Prabhupada would say, oh really, you don't see, like, you know, Prabhupada say, you know, in next lifetime you become a dog, he say, yeah, that, that sounds good, you know. Like, life of a dog, in, especially in the first world, life of a dog is not too bad. <clears throat> it's pretty good. What they don't know is that if they'll become a dog in the first world, or the second world, or the third world. Because the situation is not so good <laughs> of a dog in the third world. <clears throat> Um, in India, kids, one of, the, one of the activities, one of the fun activities that the kids have uh, is uh, throwing stones on the dogs <laughs> and, 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 and making them cry and m running behind them, etc. So it's not really so fun if you end up there. <clears throat> but, but that's the, so, the, you know, so if you, if you, if you think, and, and it's actually, and it's true because, uh, like, if you say, when people say that, oh, I don't see a problem in, 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 in becoming a dog is because life is not too different right now, you know? Like, a lot of activities that are happening are like same as animals for most people. And so therefore, <clears throat> there's no real inspiration. Um, or there's no real, um, what do you call it? There doesn't feel like a downfall. When, when, you, when you're going from human to an animal, because after all, it's, it's going to be the same. It's, except the fact that now I don't have to work, I don't have to pay the loans, I don't have to pay the bills, and I, I can just live a peaceful life, just lie there whole day, wait for my next meal, go for a walk. And uh, <clears throat> um, yeah, it's a pretty good life. So, 
But Prabhupada was mentioning that, no, that's, that, that life is not good. And, uh, and actually that life is not good because although I'll, some of the humans might be limited to having their experience of happiness very similar to dog, <clears throat> there is a higher potential. There is a higher potential. And, and, uh, and if you don't tap into that, then that's a great opportunity missed. So as a human life, in the human form of life, we have that opportunity to experience something higher, something greater. And um, for some of us, we have that background where, where we have been living somewhat similar to an animal. <laughs> Um, with no real higher purpose or no real higher goal, no real higher <coughs> uh, meaning. <coughs> but, but now that we have somewhat transformed ourselves by the blessings of the Acharyas, the devotees and the scriptures, that our lives have ch changed somewhat and we can see that the happiness that we are experiencing is a lot better, isn't it? The kirtan is much better than any music parties that may, may have attended. <clears throat> the people are a lot better than the best friends that we have had. Uh, the food is for sure better and, uh, and <clears throat> everything else. So, so there is a much higher sense of uh, happiness, this much better way of living life than life of an animal. <clears throat> and so therefore, uh, we you know, a, a human is meant to inquire about something higher, and so these are these are the characteristics that are explained here, that 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 talks about that higher self, and that one should take the opportunity to educate oneself into understanding the real characteristics of the real self. <clears throat> and so, in the 13th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, is where uh, Krishna says, "The Kshetra Kshetra Gyor Gyanam." So the understanding that there is difference, that there is a kshetra, kshetra means the field, and the kshetra gya, gya means the one who knows, one who understands the kshetra, one who understands the field of activities. So one should understand the kshetra gya, and one should understand the kshetra, and one should understand the difference, meaning one should understand this body, different from the knower of the body, which is the soul. Yes, the soul which is the knower of the body. <clears throat> and, and that is real knowledge. When one understands these two, how they are different. And there is also the, when you're talking about the Kshetrakya, there are two kinds of knowers of this body. The one is the soul. We are aware of our body and what's happening in our body. And there is another Kshetrakya, which is super soul who is also aware of not just one body, but all the bodies, correct? <clears throat> and, um, and that is real knowledge, when we understand that there is a difference. <coughs> so in the teachings of Queen Kunti, um, in this verse of uh, Janmeshwarya Shruta Srivir, Prabhupada very nicely actually summarizes um, um, some of these points. So I just, I'll just read it out, but it's really nice. So if you pay attention. One who drinks wine will become intoxicated. And he may think that he's flying in the sky or that he has gone to heaven. These are the effects of intoxication. But an intoxicated person does not know that all these dreams are within the limits of time and will therefore come to an end. Because he is unaware that these dreams will not continue, he is said to be in illusion. Similarly, one is intoxicated by thinking, I am very rich, I am very educated, I am very beautiful, and I have taken birth in an aristocratic family in a great nation. That's all right, but how long will these advantages exist? Suppose one is an American and is also rich, beautiful and advanced in knowledge. One may be proud of all this, but how long will this intoxication exist? As soon as the body is finished, it will all be finished. 
just like the intoxicated dreams of a person who has been drinking. <clears throat> so, here in the translation in the verse, where it's explained how this illusory conception of the self, where we are thinking that we are this body, that if we look at ourselves, if we look at all our desires, if we look at all our attachments, if we look at all our aspirations, all our goals, they're primarily to do with the body. Self for the extended body. And so therefore we can see how a lot of time life can be pretty much centered around the body and the bodily identity. <clears throat> and that's very limited. But through knowledge when we understand that that you know this is this is illusion is this is not the real self so although we we do what is required uh, we do look after the body we do look after the family our career etc and that is important because that's how that's what we need to be able to continue our service to krishna and so therefore we have it and so therefore we we do to our best of our ability <clears throat> but we never really uh, misunderstand that to be all in all and we understand that there is something more, there is something greater. And so um, coming out of that the illusory identity to understanding what the real self is and that's, that's really where the Bhagavad Gita also starts of understanding the self. So coming out of this conception of I and mine and um, yeah, it's called aham mama chanasimo hoyam aham mameti so Baba is saying that this is illusion <clears throat> and one must give up this illusory conception and become fully aware of everything so how do we so the question is how do we come out of that that conception of I and mine you know okay we chanting Hare Krishna we are coming, attending the programs, but <clears throat> that, that identification can be very strong and it's very deep-rooted because it's something that we have believed for many lifetimes. So, it takes a long time to go away, even when we're chanting and even when we are uh, coming for the morning program, we are still thinking, oh, look how great devotee I am. I'm chanting so attentively, look how great Midanga player I am, or look at how, uh, <clears throat> how great of a chef, cook I am, how great of a preacher I am, a book distributor. So in that way we can still identify with this body and, and identify with, you know, what is I and what's mine. <clears throat> and so therefore everyone should praise me, everyone should say Jai. Um, and, um, and so in that way we can be quite caught up in our uh, bodily identification. And so one thing that I was meditating on and something that, something that is interesting, something that really works is, um, is doing the devotional service but with that selfless mentality of, of, of serving with that mentality that this is for the pleasure of Guru and Krishna that we are doing something <clears throat> that really takes us out of our um, identification of the self as I am this or this is mine um, and, and, and doing our service with that mentality. Um, I remember, uh, I think, yes, I think Sassarup Maharaj was mentioning in his, um, in his Japa diary and he was mentioning that, you know, one should chant um, you know, because when we, when we take initiation, we take a vow to our spiritual master that I will chant 16 rounds every day. And so, Maharaj was mentioning in his, uh, in his, in his Japa Reformation diary, he was mentioning that, that when we're chanting, we, we chant with that attitude that, um, that I'm chanting as a service to my spiritual master. And because that's, the, that's, like, that's the primary vow that we take to our spiritual master, and also the four regulatory principles, but the chanting of the sixteen round is the is the first one we take. So when we when we when we we can meditate on that, that yes, this is I'm chanting this 
I'm chanting 16 rounds as a service to my spiritual master. And Maharaj was mentioning that, that with that attitude, if we chant a good quality rounds, if we chant a good quality 16 rounds, then that's the greatest service that we can do to our spiritual master. So in that way, we are <coughs> um, we're doing it not for ourselves, but we are doing that as a service to our spiritual master. Um, and another, another great um, uh, service is, uh, is book distribution. Because um, when, we actually, when we go out from the temple, we are going out from the ash, uh, ashram, or we are going out from our home, from our friend circle, and then we were go, going out and venturing into this unknown, you know. We're not, we're not sure whom we are going to meet. And then <clears throat> when we approach them, and then we might be thinking, oh, I am the great this and I am the great that. And when you try and stop someone, and people don't know and they don't care. And, and, and when they walk past you, after a few people walk past you, then, then you start wondering, oh, who am I? <laughs> Why is people not recognizing me? Do they not know how great of a, uh, a speaker I am, how great of a whatever else I am? Um, and so in that way, it really helps us become somewhat detached from our identity and really helps us come to a platform <clears throat> where we are thinking that, that these people actually need this knowledge. And, and, uh, and that I must try my best to help them. And, and, and that way we can come out of that <clears throat> self-identification and really start thinking of something outside of that. Um, it's a great service just because it really forces us to come out of our own little bubble and really start thinking about the other person. Because for as long as you are self-absorbed, Book distribution is very hard. It's almost painful because uh, <clears throat> because every time we are trying to say, I'm trying to say something, you know, wait, stop, and the people don't stop. Wait, 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 like you, I'm talking to you, but they don't want to talk to you, you know. They don't want to engage with you, and they just keep walking. So it really forces us to, and at some point, um, at some point. We, we, when we are trying to distribute in the beginning, we might have that mindset, but then very quickly we understand that, look, on my own, I will not be able to do it. And I think it's going to be very hard to prove to everyone on the street how great of a person I am. Let me pray. And then we pray to the spiritual master, we pray to the Sad Goswamis and the Parampara and Krishna, <clears throat> and then some nice people come and then we can talk. But then it takes a reset of the consciousness. It takes a reset of the mindset and, um, and really takes some amount of compassion, some amount of that selfless service attitude, same amount, some amount of kindness uh, for the other person where we want to actually share this knowledge. So, Vaisheshika Prabhu says something very interesting. He says, we do this for what it makes of us. So we distribute books because it transforms our consciousness. And, um, and when we do this, even for a couple of hours, once in a month, we can see that there is a transformation, there is a change that has, that has happened. <clears throat> if you do it a few more hours, you can see it even more. You do it regularly, you do it every day. You can see how the consciousness is changing. And therefore, it's... It's, um, you know, okay, some people can do book distribution, so next day their scores will be read in the temple and there'll be jai, but there'll be next day, you know. For now, I have to put the hard work. <laughs> and so that's... <clears throat> so when we do that regularly, um, we can see how our consciousness starts to get transformed. And um, a very nice example that Navin Nirada Prabhu gives is that, is that if you want to see how book distribution changes consciousness. If you want to see a very practical example, what you do is, next time when you're going out of your house to, you know, to shopping mall, supermarket, fuel station, um, or just going for a walk, just take a book with you and just see if you can give it to someone. And 
it would have been the same shopping hour, it would have been the same walk, like any other walk. But now you have a book and everything changes. Because now all of a sudden you're looking at everyone, you know, who can take the book? Does he have money? Does he not have money? Is he, will he be interested? Will he not be interested? Should I try? Should I not? And, and you know, we are always thinking like, should I? Okay, maybe this one? Oh, okay, no, it didn't work. Okay, maybe next one. Maybe next one. And so in that consciousness, even if we don't give book to anyone, even if that book comes back home, you can see that the whole consciousness for the entire walk, the whole consciousness was, how can I give? How can I give something? But otherwise, your consciousness is all about, how can I get? How can I get? Or oh, that person looks beautiful, that person looks attractive, or oh, that shop has got a discount on, or oh, that, that brand I should try, or oh, yeah, that color looks nice, you know, that shoes look... So we are always looking and see what we can try and what will look good on us and what will make us happy. But now you have a book and everything changes. And then now it's about whom can I give? So, and, and especially if you have one or two books or two or three books, it, you know, it, it weighs you down a little bit. So you really want to get rid of them as quickly as you can. And that's when you really become almost anxious that, you know, like, how, how can I do this? How can I? <clears throat> so you can see how it, it, it all of a sudden, there, there is no I and there is no mine in that. You know, when we are distributing books, there is no that aham mameti there, you know. It's, it's just, I want to give these books to someone. Um, so that, that transformation of consciousness that books can bring, or the book distribution can bring, it's amazing. So, um, but that, this is something that, you know, for those who have never tried it, would never know. Even in the Krishna consciousness, they would never know what it feels like to give Krishna consciousness to someone completely selflessly, you know, until you have tried book distribution. It's, it's, it's an amazing service and it's, 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 it's one of a kind, you know, it's, there's no real, like, alternative. So it's, it's something that everyone can try, at least. And, um, and what Vaishya Prabhu did um, quite a few years ago, and that's quite amazing, it's that, what he calls the monthly Sankirtan festival. So, <clears throat> It was an interesting concept because what he started was uh, in Silicon Valley in U.S. is they don't have any devotees living in the temple. So they have only the congregation devotees. Devotees who are living outside of the temple, who are working, they have family, they have kids, and they have a lot of different responsibilities. But just to introduce them to the book distribution and just to encourage them to at least try it out, what Prabhu did was once in a month, on one of the Saturdays, we go out for two hours. We just go, take a couple of books in our bag, in our hand, and we just try and approach people, just for two hours, yeah? And see how that goes. And so, quite a few devotees went out, they went onto the street, door to door, different avenues, yeah? So they've tried different things, and by the end of two hours, they're fully pumped. They're like, this is amazing. This is, you know, that we, that when you're, when you're so free, because you're no longer weighed down by all these mental desires and thoughts and attachment, everything is gone, and the only thing you're thinking about, how can I give Krishna to someone? And it's so liberating, it's so pleasing. So the devotees became so happy and so joyous that they thought, oh, you know, this is great. You know, I think we should do this every week. And so Vaishyajapu said, no, let's try once in a month. <laughs> and so next month they went again and it was very difficult. The weather wasn't so great. And not so many books. They could not distribute many books. So they were like, Prabhu, let's do like once every second month. He said, no, no, let's do every month. And so then, we, then they kept trying <clears throat> once in a month for two hours, which is not a lot uh, in comparison to how much time we have in a month. But in that two hours, what you get to experience uh, is, is something incredible. <clears throat> so it's something that we have tried to... Um, imitate, copy 
in some small way here in Melbourne. And um, what we are also trying to do is uh, as monthly Sankirtan festival in Melbourne, and we are doing it tomorrow, Saturday. So tomorrow at 11 to 1 p.m., 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. We'll be distributing books in city, uh, in different suburbs. We have different devotees um, who will be taking new people, if new people need training, guidance, some tips, etc. Um, young and old, men, women, everyone, everyone can come. Everyone can come, everyone can participate. And for two hours we can just try this and we can see how the experience is. Um, and so we'll meet in the city, we'll meet in the temple, we'll meet in different suburbs, there are different arrangements that's been made, um, and uh, devotees who are interested can contact myself, Gopandishpu, um, yeah, and, um, but that's something that we should try, and that's very relevant to this verse because uh, <clears throat> that, that service breaks that illusion, or that illusory conception. And, and, and directly helps us connect with Krishna. So we finish here. Thank you so much for your kind attention. If there is any questions or comments or corrections. Yes, Hare Krishna, thank you for a nice class. Uh, I just want to see if you can give me some um, clarification on what Prabhupada means in, one of the, in the purports in the second paragraph at the end. It says, um, uh, all these Vedic injunctions prove that both the Supreme Personality of Godhead and the minute soul are individual. One is great and the other is small, but both of them are the cause of all causes. Mm. So, so how do we understand us being the jivas, being the cause of all causes? Okay, so, yeah, I was, I was um, that's a good question, and I was thinking about that as well, and I was discussing with other devotees. <clears throat> so there are many ways you can look at this. One is, there is what's called the sphere of influence. So for the soul, the sphere of influence of control or control is this body. So we are the causes of what happens to this body. And for the sphere of influence for Krishna is what happens in the entire material creation. So what happens to the body in terms of we have our karmas, we have our desires and based on that we do certain actions and it brings certain reactions. But we are causing it. We are the causes of what happens to our body primarily. And then Krishna arranges the, 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 the effects of it, but we are causing it. So that's one way of looking at it, is an understanding that we are the cause of what happens to this body. Um, are we under the um, modes of nature? So in Bhagavad Gita says that, you know, we're, we're not actually the doers, we're under the influence of modes of yes. nature, so how do we understand? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. So. <clears throat> We are under the modes, but it's something that we choose for ourselves. So we're still the cause. Thank you. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Hare Krishna. The idea of um, I and mind, and mind, sorry, I've heard this a few times now, and I understand why mind, the idea of mind is such a problem. But what does it mean by I? Is it saying that what was that? I am. Are we not? Are we not small I ams? Krishna is a big I. We am. are small I ams, but we don't think we are small I ams. Okay, so we we're kind of saying I is in the I. Yeah, yeah, the great oh. I. <laughs> okay. The Prabhupada says even even a pauper is proud of his penny. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even he thinks the the me, you know. One time I I was in book distribution and and you know there was one book that was like a little bit like the cover was like slightly torn. And so it would be hard to distribute these books. And here was this person on the street, you know, you know, like sort of, you know, like, okay, you know, like, guys in a bad condition, I got a book, which, you know, I can give him, you know, because like, I, like, he, like he's got practically nothing, you know, so like, I, like, I can, this is a nice book, like, over is a very nice looking book. It's just like a little bit of a tear in the top, but he can still read it, he can still read the whole book. And so I offered him the book, I was like, would you like, you know, like, it's okay, like, I know you, I won't ask you for money because I usually ask for donation, but I won't ask you because I don't expect you to give. But if you like to read, you know, here's a nice book. 
And so this another, like, you know, guy was completely out, you know, like maybe intoxicated or whatever. He said, don't take the book from him. I said, why not? Oh, because it's torn. He's giving you a torn book. I said, bro, I'm at least giving you a book. <laughs> it's a good book, and you can at least read it. It will help you. No, it has to be a good conditioned book. <laughs> okay. So, so, so proud that they will not accept anything that's of, that looks even slightly inferior. Um, so, yeah. So, we, we can be very proud of ourselves, although we are not so great. Yeah. And that's, that's the I. No, thank you. Matri had some point. Hi, Krishna. Thank you. Um, I really appreciate this point that um, book distribution is one of the nice, the, the best ways to give up this conception of I and mine. <coughs> and I think for a lot of us, um, we do have to step out of our comfort zone to go on book distribution. Um, a, lot of us, a lot of us may feel, I know for myself, I don't feel like I am a, naturally a salesperson or naturally somebody who could walk up to somebody on the street that I don't know. So it really does put us in a place where we have to pray. Mm. And um, that's a really good place for devotees to be <laughs> because uh, as soon as we start to pray, we pray to Srila Prabhupada to please use us as, a, as an instrument. Um, we pray for the right words. We pray for uh, the mood of our previous acharyas in sharing Krishna consciousness. Uh, we pray to be able to please them. Then we're in a, actually as devotees, we're in a really happy place mm. when we when we start to to um, to think like that and to meditate and to pray. And, um, and I wanted to say about that too, that externally book distribution may look like, yeah, you have to be, um, you know, a good speaker and be bold and brave and talk to people. But there's a lot more going on internally and you, you mentioned that as well, Vaisheshika Prabhu saying, we go out for what it makes of us. We go out for our own purification. Mm. Um, and we go to please the previous acharyas um, and I wanted to yeah just just meditate on that a little bit and say it's okay to not have all those external qualities but if you have the internal qualities you'll and you try and develop those internal qualities you'll see wonderful things happening out there mm. uh, like your mentioning of homeless people taking books and <clears throat> and and seeing that people are really looking for this and that uh, we can be instruments in this mission of our spiritual master. Um, and then just one practical thing I wanted to mention. I really like this point about next time you go to a shop, take a book with you and see how your consciousness changes. Mm. And I want to mention that you can also do little simple things like go to the shops with books with you and place them in, um, you see these little libraries everywhere, the little street libraries. I know devotees that do this regularly, and then next time they go to the shop, they see that their book has been taken from the street library. And that's a really nice uh, feeling too, and a nice way to do book distribution. Um, it's very gentle, very simple, but it does also, even that just changes your consciousness, that I'm going out to give, not I'm going out for, you know, to enjoy and, and you know, get what I need for me, but I'm going out to give. Yeah. Yeah. So thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I like your point about <clears throat> um, that we don't need any material qualities in terms of uh, being um, being a good speaker, having that sales expertise, and and I can I can tell for myself, you know, I um, I tried like sales for for a while. And uh, even by the end of it, I couldn't even pay for my tram ticket. <laughs> That's how bad I was. But uh, with the book distribution, it's different, you know, because I think the books have value, and and uh, and when when the books go out, then you know that th that that wasn't you, you know, that that's not us. Um, so Krishna and the parampara works in some amazing ways. But yeah, when when you experience that, then it's quite amazing. 
Thank you. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, thank you for the nice class. Prabhuji, how you mentioned that getting an anim- animal body like a dog is not good, how Srila Prabhupada also says that. But Prabhu, if we see an animal like a dog, if it's in a devotee family, like he's only eating prasadam, listening to lectures and kirtan all day, wouldn't there be a chance to go back home back to Godhead for the dog? And wouldn't that be even more than a human being? Because like you're in an animal form and you you don't really perform, like you don't really do Vaishnava Prad. Hmm. And it's like you're not, you don't have any anarthas, hmm. so it's like pure bhakti. Hmm. Okay, <clears throat> so... Um, life of a dog in a devotee house. <laughs> it's, it's, that's definitely the best a dog can have. That's for sure. Um, if you would call him a pure devotee though, I'm not sure. Beca- because even, even I, kn- I know the devotees, I know devotees who have dogs in the house and they don't eat only prasad. <laughs> That's uh, <clears throat> because part of the diet they have to eat other things also. Um, so that's one. And um, devotion service is a lot about the motivation. So when a dog performs his devotion service, the, the motivation is it's not I want to please Krishna. <laughs> That motivation is not really so clear. So a lot of times we know, uh, I think there is a little book, Animals in Krishna Consciousness, and where they, uh, where it talks about how the different animals and they were, you know, they had taste for Bhagavatam, or they had taste for chanting, and they taste for this and that, and um, and even Bharat Maharaj example. So all these stories, we can see that even though they are fully absorbed in Krishna Consciousness, most likely they will take another birth, which will be in devotee family as a human, where they can develop the Krishna Consciousness and perfect it. Um, there are rare occurrences where animals go back directly back to Godhead, like in case of yeah. Shivan and the Saint's dog or something. But that's, that's rare. But generally, they'll have to take birth again, yeah. Thank you, Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. Okay. So thank you very much. Granthraj Shimad Bhagavatam ki jai Shri Prabhupada ki jai. <laughs>